So the, the Nazca lines, they are, some of them are geometric patterns. Some of them, 70, are of animals and plants. Some of them are simply linear lines that extend for 70 to 80 miles. And one of the mysteries is how could these have been drawn proportionally from the ground when the only time that the proportions can be seen is from an aerial view? And the truth is that we don't know the answer to that. presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why we killed 290. A study on why we killed Dimbocide. Like we always do about this time. Boom. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 331 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P. And sitting right next to me digitally is the brown recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions. What the fuck is going on, guys? Uh, I'm sick right now. <laughs> so that's why I'm not there. But guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They got the hibiscus tea. They got the cacao butter. They got the natural cold brew, which would probably help me out right now. Pick up the energy. Pick up the, the jokes. Get the jokes flowing, you know. Um, use promo code of America at checkout to receive 15% off. Tell them uh, Art Jacob sent you. Take a picture of yourself drinking the hibiscus tea, drinking the nitro cold brew. Uh, do the Nitro Cold Brew Challenge. Right now, the record is 17 Nitro Cold Brews held by uh, Jesus. Uh, Fuentes, right? Fuentes, yeah. He has ni- 17 Nitro Cold Brews. Wow. He chugged it consecutively. Uh, we haven't seen him since, but he's, he's chugged 17 of those already. Uh, if you want to sure. beat that record, huh? No, I said sure helped him out, right? Yeah, man. Hey, man. Somebody needs to beat that record right now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, eighteen's the eighteen's a new uh, record right now. So, so it's a new Roger Maris sixty-one. Seventeen, you're done. We're gonna get to eighteen here. Yeah, dude, we gotta get to eighteen <laughs> nitro cold brews consecutively. You can't fucking take breaks. You can't. It's like one right after the other, just fucking crushing cans, dude. Use promo code America at checkout to receive that fifteen percent off your nitro cold brews, and that's it. Nice. Do the so, challenge. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Do the do. <laughs> at caveman coffee uh speaking of sponsors guys make sure you head on over to sucreapparel.com with a great and powerful nicole smith bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure no uh, she does not have 
<laughs> a challenge <laughs> that you can partake in. Uh, but Jesus did buy 17 consecutive shirts from her. She he she is a he is oh, I'm a, sure he did. Dude. He is a great supporter of the product. So um, make sure don't be like Jesus Fuentes and buy them at full price before you hit checkout, guys. I need everyone to enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you ten percent off your entire purchase. But Art, <laughs> we're not here to talk about the <laughs> fucking caveman <laughs> coffee nitro cold brew challenge or caveman all, challenge or the the luxurious uh, merchandise that Nicole Smith has put together at SucreApparel.com. Art, what are we here to talk about this week? It's a uh, topic we've had in the uh, topic list for a long time. Today, we are covering the Nazca lines. I'll be 1,000% honest with you guys. We did not originally have Nazca lines. We actually had a, another topic, which I was also pretty excited for. Mm-hmm. But then like more news popped off on, on like Nazca-related news this week. Mm-hmm. Pretty groundbreaking news. So we'll get to that eventually, but... Then I was like, "Oh, we got to cover Nazca lines. Like, it's yeah. you got to strike the hot, the hot. <laughs> you got to strike the iron while the, you get what I'm saying. I need a nitro cold brew. Is what I need right now. Yeah, you definitely do, man. You got you yeah. got a case of we we don't know if you got COVID or not, but you definitely <laughs> got a case of COVID brain, regardless of the fact. But uh, yeah, I definitely uh, have. A, I think it's more like my brain got fried with the fever, dude. I had a pretty high fever yesterday, dude. Mm. I had a 101 fever. Wow, fever, which is pretty high, dude. I think like 103, you have to go to the hospital or some shit. You have to throw yeah. you in a bathtub and shit, like Jacob's Ladder style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, thank God you're okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, the Nazca lines. I remember you pitched this a couple of... No, actually, this came up in like one of the first episodes that we ever recorded, right? Like we came together and we we're like, hey, let's just talk about aliens. Like literally like five minutes oh, yeah, before yeah. we started recording. And you had brought up Nazca lines. That was the first time I ever heard of them and whatnot, right? And then you suggested it a couple of months ago. I guess you were going to Disneyland. Like I was having a baby or some shit like that. And you're like, hey, let's cover Nazca lines. Jacob get- always having babies. I know, man. Just just throwing ropes everywhere. Babies man. having babies. Yeah. <laughs> Team mom over <laughs> here and shit, right? Uh, but anyways, um, <laughs> you said, yeah, it, it should be like 30 minutes of research. We should be able to knock it out and have a good topic and whatnot, right? And you were absolutely right. <laughs> I had a lot of free time this week to look at other things, which we'll get into in the second half of this episode. But yeah, Nazca lines. Um, a lot of masturbating this week. Yeah. <laughs> Went on the hub. <laughs> um, trying to keep myself from procreating even more, uh, filling up this overpopulated <laughs> earth and whatnot. Right. But anyways, speaking of overpopulation, uh, the Nazca lines are, what are the Nazca lines? Well, like, while one of my kids barges into this this studio, tell it tell the people what the Nazca lines are. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess the uh, the layman's version of the Nazca lines, the uh, the short version, cliff note version of the Nazca lines, is that in uh, in the desert, the Nazca Desert, which is located in southern Peru, there are these massive drawings of different things. We're talking uh, monkeys. We're talking spiders. We're talking humanoids aliens maybe humans i don't know uh there's also just strange carvings of of what looks to be almost like a runway you know you know our modern eyes kind of trick us into maybe thinking that this is a runway for a plane to take off but all of the designs are very very interesting uh, for the most part we know that these were created around the 500 bc 
to 500 AD region. Uh, so very, very ancient. And there's actually a lot of debate on who created them. It could have been one group of people that created them. It could have been two groups of people that created them. And yeah, that's pretty much the Cliff Notes version of what they are. Um, but, you know, we'll get more into what 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 they are and what we believe they are. But that's essentially the episode. Guys, good talking to you guys. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye and good night. Uh, sorry, <laughs> what I miss, guys? You know, apparently my kid no, locked my no, fucking no dog in the fucking garage and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, shit. Yeah, so I had to, I had to go save a dog and spank a kid. Oh, um, my God, dude. That's why which I, kid I, you have two kids in. oh archie i assume <laughs> the, the one that's not an infant <laughs> the one that can walk okay. yeah <laughs> and lock dogs in a fucking yeah he's got serial killer tendencies man i swear <laughs> to god uh but anyways damn dude like, one day he's gonna show up and he's gonna be like jeffrey Dahmer, like covered in like fish blood and be like i made you something father and it's like a, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like a fish but it's gonna be like smothered in like barbecue sauce but still uncooked i don't know just a dream <laughs> i'm gonna fucking have to get i'm gonna undeck i'm gonna have to Sorry, have like a, a character letter for him and shit just be like yeah i know he committed like these heinous crimes and shit he barbecued a fish uh we think it's a fish or it could have been like fucking human skin or whatnot uh but he was a good kid man he really liked nightmare was, before christmas he was he was a pretty chill kid up until he started choking the dog <laughs> locking oh. the dog in the garage oh. when it's 110 degrees outside fucking locking the, making the dog re recreating if the dog was autoerotic asphyxiation himself <laughs> <laughs> red rocket red rocket red rocket <laughs> but anyways i was telling the people about the nazca lines and basically okay. basically the time period they were created in so we're talking about 500 bc to 580 it's kind of a long gap because we, as far as we know, they might have been created by two sets of people. Mm -hmm. So two sets yeah. of people in the Peru, the southern Peru uh, deserts. Correct. Uh, the Paracas phase, which they estimate was somewhere between 400 to 200 uh, BC. Uh, and then the Nazca phase, which happened uh, between 200 BC and 300 AD. So around the time of Jesus, this was going on mm -hmm. and whatnot, right? And did you tell the people like what exactly what is written out there? So I mentioned a couple of things. I already mentioned that there's a spider, there's, there's a monkey, there's mm -hmm. some kind of humanoid figures. And there's a lot of just very, um, like, I don't want to say like sacred geometry, but very ge geometric figures of straight angles, 90 degree angles, Trapezoids. very mathematical. Yeah, very math oriented things that that were out there there's the famous one that looks like a, a kind of a runway mm -hmm. a lot of people think that it like chopped off part of the mountain and make it look like a like a plane landing runway type of thing yeah um very interesting carbines that are found out there yeah and i guess at the time of whenever the wikipedia wikipedia articles put together uh, they estimated that there was about 800 miles of combined uh, lines out there and i guess they would say like there's 800 straight lines uh 300 <coughs> plus figures um and they said and they said that the lines are about four to 12 inches deep uh and mm -hmm. it was done with a process of just like removing like the top soil so i guess like the the top soil of like the desert that they, these are located in or like oxidized and like orangish brownish or whatever but then once you remove it uh the yeah. ground underneath is you know a whole different color so the 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 contrast of colors makes it really pop 
And then the Wikipedia, and this is why it's important you guys to look up multiple sources of information. They had it that um, they were about 13 inches wide. But if you're, I was saying to myself, that doesn't sound right because if you're like looking over uh, Nazca, the Nazca region or whatnot, you know, with an airplane, 13 inches, like that's, you're not going to be able to see these lines. So I did a little bit, and you know, more research and they can be anywhere from five to six to 10 feet wide, which makes a whole lot more sense. Cause if you're up in the air looking down or whatever, right. And then that's how you're going to be able to see it. Um, but yeah. regardless of the fact, I mean, somebody made these lines, right. Whether it was, you know, the natives of the land, uh, it, even though they're like basic figures, like it had to, had to be, a, a tremendous undertaking to be able to put this together. And it's what each picture that's, you know, out there in the desert is one continuous line as well. So it's not like they picked up and then stopped and, you know, here, I'm going to make the belt buckle for the astronaut, which there's a supposed astronaut figure out there in the Nazca lines. Um, but yeah, no, most of these are made like with one continuous line. So it's just like one continuous digging exp effort, if you will. Yeah, and, and then they're pretty big. I, I think the Wikipedia says something along what you said. It says that they're between 12 inches to 6 feet wide. You said they're about 10 feet wide. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I was in there. I didn't measure them. <laughs> I'll just trust whatever the internet tells me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I do think that um, it is pretty interesting that this is, you know, a lot of things have to work in these lines uh favor one and this is a part of the world that doesn't really rain much it's not very windy here the soil basically gets to stay like it's been for you know we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years that the soil has not really moved these drawings have been there for a long long time and you're right there's the oxidized one and the non-oxidized one and so like it, it it's definitely, you know, the ancient people, I don't know if they knew that that was going to happen, but it's def definitely a very interesting thing. Cause these are massive drawings. I think the largest one is about four foot, four football fields wide or mm. four football fields large. That's pretty big. That's not nothing. Longest. Yeah. 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 We don't do that in today's fucking world at all. Yeah. And then kind of go back on the climate. Like you mentioned, like it's dry, it's windless, it's rainless. Like, I guess it gets like, 30 minutes of rain a year. And then we're not talking about like 30 minutes continuous of rain. Like we're talking about like mm, here, like a couple spits here, a couple spits there whatnot. And uh, like on its wettest, it'll be 30, uh, 30 minutes of rain per year. So in, in essence, you could walk across, you know, this desert, right. And your footsteps would be recorded there for hundreds, if not thousands of years due to those conditions and whatnot. Right. And then like, they even said like, when they go back to you know excavate the area like you'll see like tire marks like from when like cars like were first invented and shit like just like yeah. rolling across there because it's so well preserved because again yeah no wind super dry and no uh no water you know to wash <clears throat> any of this away so it's like yeah. very well preserved yeah yeah and then okay so these the discovery of, the, of these kind of ties into why because people knew they were there people just thought they were like ancient roads didn't really care much about them that that wasn't the big thing that people were interested in um it wasn't until um kind of lost it here <laughs> uh it was like the story of that that kid that was on his lunch or some shit and he goes to the top of the mountain and he mm -hmm. sees like hey there's these are drawings 
Um, But for the most part, and I listened to the Sofa King episode where they covered this, and there was one thing I didn't really agree with uh, Brent on this, because he says that they were meant to be viewed like there's a, you know, you can view them from like the top of like the hillsides and different places. And that is true. You definitely can. But that's really not the most practical way of viewing these. They're definitely like, you know, it's like, yeah, you can technically like hear music from like outside the concert, but that's not really how, you know, the yeah. concert's meant to be experienced. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more or less like you're meant to see these from a bird's eye view or a plane mm-hmm. eyes view or a UAP yeah. eyes view. <laughs> Which yeah, we'll get yeah, into absolutely. Like, the why, why, why they make these drawings out in the desert art. Yeah. Um. There's also some ties to like ancient canals. It is a pretty dry region of the world, basically, mm-hmm. and there are these little I forgot what they were called, dude. Um, like aqueducts. Um, but there's basically these like canal. Yeah, so there's basically underwater like aqueducts that people think are tied to this. Although I got to be honest with you when I was, when I, when I heard that, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, there are people living out there. Like you can do two things at once. You can both build streets and roads and like a water system and still have like artwork and satellites and things like that. Like, like, I don't know. To me, it was like, yeah, just because there's two things found in the same region doesn't mean that they're necessarily tied together in my opinion. No, I I hundred percent agree. Um, so but yeah, the way it is, it's it, it was um sent to me though is that it, it it's weird that they would spend so much time out there because there's not much uh food out there. Uh, there is uh water sources out there. Uh, but I asked the question, why why would they even make this? Whatever, right? Why would they spend so much energy in this dry, arid reason and whatnot, right? And then a lot of it is is that yeah. you know why they can attribute it towards the Nazca people or the Paracas people is that, you know, these images um, were in relation to a lot of like, you know, pottery images, like, uh, you know, that were found and whatnot, almost identical. And it tells like, kind of like the story of like, you know, gods and deities that they would pray to. So it was like, they would, they estimate it could either be like a ritualistic thing where like, it was like a tribute to their gods and whatnot. Right. Uh, it could also be something like, you know, that we see like in Egypt where it will serve as kind of like an observatory, uh, you know, and some of those images lined up with, you know, astronomy or cosmo- cosmology and whatnot. And, you know, there's a lot of back and forth, like in the scientific community. And, um, you know, some people say like, yeah, if, you know, you look at the spider, for example, right, like its legs like line up with like Orion's belt you know, the opposite side of like the scientific community says like, no, like that's just, you know, <laughs> because there's so many stars in the sky that that just happens, yeah. happenstance. And then there's like another theory that it's actually, they're corresponding with negative space in the sky as well. And it kind of works as like, you know, a calendar or a way to like mark like the <laughs> winter stol- solstice or like the spring equinox and whatnot. But I mean, wherever you land on it, like there's no definite answer to this. Right. Um, like you said, yeah, earlier, absolutely. There's no definite answer. Yeah. Like you said earlier, you know, other people estimate that, you know, is used to track and connect, you know, irrigation systems and, you know, um, field division, because like you said, there was actual people out there. So, you know, they had to water their crops and like bring water in, you know, like kind of like, you know, LA, you know, had to still, uh, water from like the Owens Valley to bring it to LA. 
maybe they were doing that or whatever, right? Um, and then the other theory is like, hey, you know, it was religious practices and whatnot, and it was maps for, you know, hey, this is where we're going to do this uh, religious ritual or whatever for worship and whatnot. But the biggest one, uh, the reason why both of us are here today via Zoom uh, is that the biggest one is it was kind of communication for ancient aliens. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be like, yeah, that actually kind of makes sense because we do a form of that even now. Like, our we have a satellite signal that's constantly beaming out that's giving out, like, this is kind of what we look like. This is our DNA strand. This is, um, this is you know, our our genetic makeup, all this stuff. And we beam it out to see if anybody responds to it. And, um, you know, it's kind of controversial if we've gotten responses or not. That's a whole different, you know, have we ever covered crop circles? No. Okay. Maybe we should cover crop circles one day. Cause there's a very controversial, whether we've ever gotten a response or not. And it has to do with crop circles, but, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, if you're an ancient person and face it, like we're seeing strange things in the sky that we can't explain all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you're an ancient person, you probably have even more of a difficult time explaining what those things are in, in the sky. And you maybe right. you want to communicate. You want to see like, hey, is there any kind of form of communication between us and these ancient people? And, and you know, drawing what you have, we have monkeys here. This is what we look like. You know, this is what the monkeys look like, whether or not you think that that one of them is i think it's called like the space traveler or something like that oh yeah it's and it like does the look like a gray yeah. alien type of yeah yeah the like astronaut he's... yeah it does kind of look like a gray alien yeah it looks like he's wearing boots or whatnot right and, and i so I, I mean when i first looked at it i was just like yeah. yeah i guess but like when i first looked at it like without <laughs> like that conjecture already like placed in my mind I thought it was just a person, right? Because a lot of these these images, they look like kids' drawings, right? Like if my kid was to draw like yeah. a regular dude, like that's what he would draw as a regular dude. But I can also see it, you know, someone thinking like, oh, you know, this is a Martian or whatever, right? So I, I, I agree with, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, some of these are have a lot of uh, creative freedom with how that they're portrayed. Like the hummingbird one, that's not really what hummingbirds look like. No. But they're not drawn all wacky. Like you, the lines are drawn very crisp. They're very much like in tune with the geometry and like everything. Like there's a mathematical, like, like formula to how they put these all together. And that's the other thing that's important to know. These lines, these angles, math is a universal language. That is, if you wanted to communicate with, with anybody else, two plus two equals four worldwide. Correct. So, you know, that if you wanted to communicate with like, an alien species, that's probably the one thing that you want to do is make sure that these lines are symmetrical, make sure that these angles are like perfect 90 degree angles, 40 degree angles. That way we can communicate and, and they understand that we know math as well. Mm-hmm. So that to me is like, I, I kind of get what you're, what you're saying, but it's like some of those, like the monkey one, like you don't look at that and go, what animal is that? <laughs> like, yeah, he definitely like, knows yeah, a monkey. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks like uh, Dora the Explorer psychic for sure. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like whatever that Mr. Bubbles or whatever that dude's name okay. is. Like, but uh, like, yeah, I mean, the, the, that alien humanoid looking one, definitely at worst case scenario, I would say at least human. 
mm-hmm. humanoid because it is it is a weird looking it is a weird looking depiction of what a human would look like. Yeah, and you got to think too, like they're not gonna be able to, you know, by that process of like just digging ditches or whatever, right? You're not gonna be able to come up with like a um, a Norman Rockwell painting out there in the middle of the desert, right? Like that's yeah. just not gonna happen. So yeah, it it makes more sense to do like these like simplistic images <laughs> out there in the desert or whatever. But like one thing too, like the kind of you mentioned too, like you mentioned like that, like one of the lines. So there's actual like drawings and then there's actual just like, you know, just geometric images out there. Right. And I saw a lot of too, like there was like, like, um, like runways, right. Like a, like a, what an airplane would use. Right. And some of them, you know, point to, you know, flat spaces that a ship, you know, could land on and whatnot. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, I could see that, you know, like I was like trying to look at like, Oh, what would be the purpose of like that line leading, you know, to that Mesa or whatever. Right. And, you know, then you get like the conjecture conjecture, you know, from, you know, the, you know, the more fringe community. And it's just like, Oh, it's a, it's like a helipad, you know, for the UFOs. Yeah. It's kind of goofy, but at the same time, it's like, you know, one, you know, you have this group of people who are intelligent enough to be creating these art forms. You know, they do have pottery. They do have creative outlets. This seems like the creative outlet that would be the most difficult to, like, <clears throat> share with your peers, you know? Like, mm-hmm. hey, because one of the things that is really interesting about this is that I think up until, like, 2018, they just discovered some more of them because mm-hmm. they're just so wide. Like, they're just so big that they're, they're hard to spot. Yeah. And not only that, it's but, It's not like, like you can just climb a hillside and see them all. Yeah. And not only that, like they had to like use like drone, like they were using drones or whatever to find some of them. Cause like, that's what I meant. Like when I, when I put up that, like that as of this writing, cause even they're finding more today. Like when I was, you know, doing more search, like, I guess it was like a year or so ago, like they found about 30 more of them and it's like more pictures and it's more, yeah. you know, geometric yeah, they're, they're, shapes and whatnot. One, one other thing that, that is interesting and, I don't want to necessarily tie it into these people because there's also debate on which people did this. Was this like, were there some already there and then a different group of people came. Um, But there's also like really strange things in Peru. Like there's like rock cuttings that are very sharp. Like, you know, people always say like, how do they do this? These look like they're like laser cut. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there was a little bit more of like, I'm, I'm not saying that an alien civilization helped them create this, but they were definitely way more intelligent than people let them yeah. you know, give, give them credit for. There's also the, um, I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's called, I think it's pronounced Aramu Maru, which is known as like the Stargate. It's basically like this giant doorway that's carved into a, into a mountain and nobody knows what it's there for. People have all these theories of why it's there, but you know, it's in Peru and like, it's all in this like big desert and um, whether it's related to the, the Nazca lines, you know, we don't know. But these people definitely knew what they were doing when they were working on their, like, chiseling tools and all that stuff or yeah. whatever they had to to create these things. They definitely were masters of their craft. Correct. And, like, it's important to note, too, like, some of the stuff that they put out there, too. Like, you know, you mentioned, like, the monkey and whatnot. And there's a killer whale that's out there. <laughs> like, we're talking about the middle of the desert. Like, you don't see these things you know in um you know egypt you know on those hieroglyphics or whatever right like oh here's you know like you'll see like things that are like more localized to the region like yeah the monkeys and whatnot like that's more or less on the other side of the continent in which you know peru is located on right 
Like there's no tropical birds. There's no monkeys that live out there in the desert. There's no killer whales per se. Yeah. The <laughs> Pacific oceans, you know, a couple hundred miles yeah. to the West and whatnot, but it's just like, damn, how would, how would they know about that too? Like, that's another big mystery too. It's just like, damn. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I know they can walk like hundred miles, hundreds of miles to go to the ocean, but then why would you return just to like draw those out there in the middle of the, like, that, that whole question of why, like, why would you go all the way out there to a sustainable body of water just to come back to this, you know, desolate arid reason region and whatnot. Right. So it's like always like that. Why? And maybe like you, like we keep speculating, maybe it is to communicate with the things that they're seeing in the sky like there is a rich rich history i know this isn't conspiracy junk that you see like on you know duck duck go or whatnot right like you do see this like in ancient civilizations um you know like where they they will show like on their hieroglyphs or geoglyphs that you know you know there was some kind of spaceship up in the sky uh even like in some you know egyptian you know paintings uh, even like an, um, Renaissance paintings as well. Like you'll see stuff that looks like like a UFO, like something you would see like on the show Skinwalker Ranch kind of thing up in the sky. And this we're talking about hundreds, if not thousands of years of art showing some sort of UAP in the sky. Right. And it's like maybe that's why it's just like they're returning They're Maybe they live, you know, on the coast to sustain themselves or whatever. But they're going back to this desert because they're like, dude, we need to find out what the hell is up in that sky. Yeah. Is it the gods trying to communicate with us? Like if that if they think that's God, like hell yeah, like I want to communicate with him, man. Like I'm I'm trying to pray for I'm trying to pay, pray for a new PS5 or whatever, right? Or you know, you live in like this dry arid region. Maybe you want to, you know, communicate with them like, hey, like we used to have monkeys and shit out here, but the monkeys took off east because <laughs> it's too dry. Like we need some more rain out here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I think you can't help but like think that that is a uh a higher life form or another life form at least a, an intelligent life form even even by today's standards if you listen to like the the report that we just had with david grush and all that stuff like mm-hmm. those those jet pilots were saying like hey these these like tic tac ufos they were mimicking what we were doing they were definitely like intelligent like it wasn't like just a bird you know like yeah. no offense to birds and and people that are fans of birds (laughs) but like for the most part like although birds are intelligent they don't like just try to like shadow you or anything like that i mean there's a few exceptions of smarter birds but like Mm -hmm. these things are definitely have if not the same if not more of an intelligence than we do and it it doesn't take like a rocket scientist to figure that out like like I think ancient people were wise to that. I mean, the same concept of us building a satellite and beaming a signal into space saying like, Hey, we're here. Are you guys out there? It's mm-hmm. the same concept of like, Hey, these, this, these rocks over here, they don't move. If we draw on these, we can probably communicate with them. Right. I, I would not be surprised if that was the game plan. Let's try to communicate with these like lights in the sky. Right. And then too, I, whether I, you think they're gods or angels or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to note too that like yeah like definitely like we're on the same page that the Nazca people created these because I did see something too which happens on Ancient Aliens the show quite a bit like where they say like oh did the aliens draw these because no way could uh, ancient civilization you know create these but we're both on the same page with that right yeah yeah I would agree with that yeah so I think that's important to note but um, we got to take a break uh for a commercial break but we'll come into 
the second half of this episode where there's actually proof, quote unquote, of alien life forms <laughs> actually communicating back the Nazca people. Uh, so we'll be back in two or two. <laughs> Kenner presents you alien action figure. Boom. All right. Welcome back to the episode. Episode 331. Thank you to our sponsors. Please send the check right away because we need to pay for the Zoom. Hell yeah. So we can stop having breaks and whatnot. But anyways, Art, um, when we left off with the Nazca Lions, uh, we were talking about you know possible communication uh, with uh, aliens or UFOs. So uh, you want to jump into that? Yeah. So, I mean, communication with a, with an alien civilization, that's something every, like, I think every human, well, not every human, but most humans, it's <laughs> something that they would probably dream of. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, this is a region that like has had a lot of history with lights in the sky. We we mentioned the trying to communicate with these. If if um, if we wanted to communicate with aliens or lights in the sky or whatever it is, you know, you might want to go to a place like Skinwalker Ranch or something like that. You know, you wouldn't want to go to like New York City or something like you no. want. That wouldn't be your first place. You'd be like, hey, there seems to be a more like, you know direct path to communication if we went to one of these sacred places like mm -hmm. a skinwalker ranch i don't know if you would consider that a sacred place but definitely a more like um place that definitely attracts alien energy i guess yeah. um so what? you know sorry go ahead Wait, what's weird about that like when you think you mentioned like you wouldn't want to go to like new york city or whatever like uh to like you know communicate with an alien when you think about places like around the world where you know that's prevalent like with you know ufo sightings or uap sightings it is always in the desert it didn't surprise me whatsoever that you know the nazca lines were located in a desert region right skinwalker ranch in a desert region uh freaking um you know a lot of like roswell new mexico all these places these are in a desert region area 51 <laughs> desert region or whatever right you don't get los angeles even though there is like the story of the battle of los angeles and whatnot and i guess like earlier in this year there was a report of like aliens like in las vegas and whatnot right but again that's a desert region but it's always going to be you know in a place where there's a lot less noise and light pollution that you're going to see these ufos and it makes me wonder is that on purpose or is it that it's just so busy in a place like new york or los angeles that you're 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 not seeing they are there but you're just not seeing it because you're being distracted by you know the the broadway sign for fucking you know beetlejuice or whatever yeah, I mean, I've thought the same thing. Like, what is it? Is it because it's so, like, so much smog in LA or whatever it is? There's a lot of reports of like UFOs or UAPs, like off the coast of like you know by by military bases that are close to close to the coast. So that's another thing where you know they seem to be attracted to water as well. Um, okay. So that's interesting too. But <clears throat> you know. This is also a region that 
They have found ancient mummies here for a long, long time. So much so that finding an ancient mummy at this point is like whatever. They find them so often that nobody even cares anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like ancient Egyptians where it's like it was a big deal if you found an ancient mummy. But here it was just like they were everywhere. Like people were always like finding them and trying to sell them off to like the highest bidder. And they're just so common now that it's whatever. Uh, we'll fast forward to this you know, last week. Um, September and really, 2023. It's not, yeah. Really, it's not that new of news because this guy had already showed these bodies in the past, but they had never been shown to the public that they the way that they were shown. And I guess the Mexican Congress, I want to say, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're, what they call their Congress, but like they show up to the big, like fucking, you know, like their Mitch McConnell, Mexican Mitch McConnell's there and all <laughs> these people like they're all there and then they they're doing their uap meeting and like they're like not only do and and there's a lot of bleed over between the american uap meeting and the mexican uap meeting because some of the same whistleblowers show up to this one and you know they're all like urging these world governments like hey not only do do the these governments know about these but we need to be doing something about them Mm -hmm. and their big crescendo to the show was bringing out these two alien bodies that were discovered in the uh, Lima, Peru region where the Nazca lines are located. And it was their big thing where it's like, we found these two bodies there. So it kind of ties the two things of like, not only were these ancient people trying to communicate with these people, but did we already have communication with, with ancient aliens and like so much so that we had a good relationship that we like mummified them and buried them with our own people. Or did they crash and like their bodies just mummified because it wasn't, it, it's important to note too, due to like the region, um, you know, where the Nazca lines are at, like you would find a lot of mummified yeah. bodies. Like e- Egyptian has them, but like that was an actual process, you know, like where they took out their brains, you know, through their nose and whatnot and wrapped them up in like from some ancient form of formaldehyde or whatever right but like due to the region like they would naturally be mummified you know due to the conditions and i was trying to look that up like what was what was um i believe it was the mexican journalist jaime uh, masan he was the one that presented like the alien bodies like what was the story were these like you know crash recoveries were these actual like you know (laughs) alfs (laughs) <laughs> they were chilling like with the ancient Nazca people, you know, like, you know, making maize and, you know, cornbread and shit like that. And like, you know, they they passed away of natural causes and they, you know, buried them and whatnot. And they became, you know, mummies, you know, due to the, the area. I wasn't able to find that. Um, and if that exists, I apologize. But there was none of that. It was just like, yep, here's some bodies. And yep, we found them like by the Nazca lines. He does say we didn't find it in a craft. Um he, he says that they were just recovered in this region. And he also mentions that they weren't necessarily mummified. Okay. But the, my issue with that, and this is the part where like, you know, I don't really believe them is that they say they weren't mummified, but these motherfuckers are like stiff as a board. Correct. Like when pe- people die, they don't really die like in a perfect position, like a gingerbread man. Like no. they, they die in all kinds of like weird poses, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you know, you don't die like a gingerbread man. And these two motherfuckers look like two gingerbread men. <laughs> like, right. Like they just do not look realistic to corp. If you want to tell me, Hey, these two are mummified and they were chilling with like ancient people. Then you have a little bit more of a case of why they look the way they look. 
mm-hmm. but they don't they don't look like they died of natural causes. No, they didn't not- die of gout. <laughs> ancient form of covid or whatever and shit yeah. uh no they yeah it's very much that was like the first red flag it was just like mm, they look a little bit too perfect they also kind of look like and i was telling my girlfriend this too i was like they kind of look like the aliens like in men in black you know like you know how like when they open up like some guy's head and like there was like a little alien like chilling in there and whatnot they look yeah. like that right and i'm sorry like I was listening to a few podcasts and they were talking about this as well. They were talking about how like, oh, they they, they made the argument of like, are the aliens in Hollywood, you know, inspired by real alien events? And that's where they get like this imagery from. Or are these hoaxes that we're seeing, are they inspired by the aliens that we see in Hollywood? And I think the latter is true right there, because like when you look at them, you're like, oh, yeah, that's like a stereotypical like alien, like some some cheesy 80s movie you know, uh, that was, you know, direct to VHS back in the day. Uh, this was like some, you know, up and coming, you know, uh, you know, uh, special effects house put this together or whatever. And that's what they kind of look like, even like the bodies, like they look a little bit off, right? Like that uncanny Valley, like you can tell, like, you know, when something like just looks fluid, right? Like you have like these, these, these creatures or non-humans, I should say, right. That, travel light years with advanced technology thousands of years ago but their bodies look non-functional like that's what threw me off as well and then you sent me a video right where like actual scientists uh were able to look at these bodies and i believe like you said at the beginning this isn't the first time that Jaime Musan showed these bodies uh, he actually showed these back in 2017 and he actually pulled a NASA where he said, hey, if you don't believe that we landed on the moon or whatever, here's all the evidence. Feel free to peer review this all you want. Take all the blood samples you want. Take all the x-rays, MRIs, CT scans, whatever, what have you, right? Like I stand by these two mummified aliens and corpses and whatnot, right? And I guess, yeah. you know, a lot of people didn't take them up on it because one, that's going to cost a lot of money and who, you know, who cares? <laughs> but this group of scientists actually was like, all right, let's do this, right? They took the x-rays, they took the blood tests, uh, they did the MRI, CT scans, EKG, anything that you can imagine or whatever, right? And they were able to conclude that uh, most of the DNA um, was non-human, right? And one-third of the DNA was unknown to them at that time, right? So Jaime kind of took that information and ran with it, right? And But they were able to, once the x-rays came in, they were like, wait a minute. Why do their bones look like our bones? And not only do their bones look like our bones, but it looks like the stuff, the bones that their arms are made out of is like a piece of leg bone, <laughs> like from a human. And then the other uh, arm bone yeah. is from another part of the body. And then like when you put it together and like try to, you know, make the body function or whatever, right? Like there's no joints. And oh yeah, it looks like some of the bones were like precisely cut. So how does this like even like this advanced civilization? Why do they got bodies that are so <laughs> not functional? Like it didn't make any sense. And then they did this thing too, where like they looked at the skull and like that was the big thing too. It's like okay, we can explain the body away, but the skull looks a little weird. Like it is bone. And they were able to be like, oh, you know what? The Nazca people, as well as the Paracas people, uh, they the they viewed llamas and alpacas as um very sacred beasts and what they would do is they would bury them alongside 
um, you know, their loved ones and whatnot, right? So when they had that happen, uh, what they did is they assumed that this, these two bodies were, you know, cobbled together, and then they took the the skull of an alpaca or a llama, flipped it around, and then cut it in half, and that's how you got like that stereotypical alien head. Which, when you superimpose the backside of one of those to, you know, this alien, it is this perfect match. And I was like, man. This motherfucker. And I guess Jaime Musan has a history of hoaxes like this as well. Yeah, yeah. He he well, he has one that was that was proven to be a hoax in like 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also a, a mummy that he found, and also in the same Peruan region, someone sold it to him and he bought it and he thought it was an alien. Turns out it wasn't an alien, turns out it was all fake. Um he claims that the uh, the University of Mexico, the Autonomous University of Mexico, uh, they studied it and confirmed that it was definitely something, which is really interesting if that's true. I don't know. I haven't seen any confirmation that that's true. If that's true, I mean, I would believe them if, if they said that, but I, I don't think that they actually had anybody from the university there say that. Yeah, so they um, have the actual ox- opposite of um, that. There was a Julieta Fierro, uh, who is a, a physics researcher with that same university, and she said the university never endorsed such claims, and that mis- his data actually made no sense whatsoever. So it seems like it was fabricated. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That was the only thing to me that held like any type of a any type of weight to what he was saying was that and other than that everything else seems like it's all just like kind of bullshit like there was no mm-hmm. there was no evidence these things don't look functional they don't look real they look stiff they literally look like they're like gingerbread men made Correct. out of like like i don't know i mean if they look like that and they're also really small like Correct. they are very very small creatures so uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that you know the aliens can't look like that. I mean, they can look however they are. I'm sure that, but I, I think that because there's such a desperation, and I think I put myself in that in that group too, where like I want to get to the point where like we see aliens in our lifetime. Like that'd be dope. Like that would be amazing. Right. I'd be really excited for that. But faking all this shit, and it that does feel like they're faking that. Mm-hmm in order to like get clicks and more attention to the, to these things, um, it only does harm. It only makes like, like UFO research and all that stuff, like more of a joke, more, right. like, more. Yeah. So it's like less respectable, more of a joke. It's, it does nothing but harm. Correct. It, it hurts the credibility of what's going on. Cause like anybody that's listened to this podcast enough knows that every other week I bring up the show, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. And I'm also too, like the the half of this podcast is very skeptical of, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of, uh, you know, fringe things that, you know, that we cover or whatnot, right? I usually approach it from a skeptic point of view, right? Or, um, you know, I try to explain it away with like logic or science or whatever, right? But I do believe like that show Skinwalker Ranch, they are with actual science, right? Like that looks at all of these like, claims and says yo we don't have any idea what's going on right and then that adds credibility to this right you mentioned earlier whatever that david grush he you know came out 
um, you know, and filed a claim with OIG, the Office of the Inspector General, saying that, you know, he's been retaliated against for trying to, you know, put it out there that the government has like these secret program uh, for crashed uh, UAPs and that, that we've actually recovered a non-human, you know, species from these vehicles and whatnot, right? And that all of this like adds to the credibility of like, oh shit, there these things that we're seeing in the sky, there there is some where there's smoke, there is some fire kind of thing. And then they go on to, you know, American Congress and he declares under oath that yes, I have been told about this, like I am not lying and whatnot, right? And then something like this comes out, right? And it comes out that like, oh no, this is a hoax that I was actually debunked in back in 2017 and whatnot, right? It's a bunch of bones that were found scattered amongst, you know, uh, you know, the Nazca region because, you know, of grave robbers, right? I guess if you go out to the Nazca region, not only do you see these lines, but you see a lot of bones scattered about uh, because of grave robbers and whatnot, right? And that, hurt, again, that hurts the credibility. But then what it also does too is it makes a lot of people look dumb because if you search for this specific thing that's going on, right? You see a lot of articles just mentioned that like, hey, this Jaime Mossan guy, he's showing alien bodies. And then people, most people, they don't read past the headline. So they go on thinking that like, yo, this is real and whatnot, right? And it goes along to like the QAnon theories and all this bullshit or whatever, right? And people run with it, right? And as it comes out, you know, you got to do a little bit more research, guys. This isn't, re this wasn't real. And it, again, it goes back to your point, like where it hurts the credibility of all the hard work that is being done out in Skinwalker Ranch, all the hard work that is being done in Congress, right? There is a UAP task force that's looking at this, right? And it makes it look all serious. It makes it all look silly. And it kind of reminds me of when we covered Project Blue Book, where like they would get so far and looking at, you know, hey, is this something that, you know, we should spend money on? And then something silly comes <laughs> out like Mars Attacks. And, you know, people with more of a skeptical mind, you know, they will disregard any credible research. So it's like it becomes uh, the Ouroboros, like the snake that eats his own tail and whatnot. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 really tough because I. I definitely understand the skeptical side of it where, you know, there's been so many hoax. I, even when you look at like old UFO videos where it looks like a fucking like pie saucer to somebody threw in the sky and took a picture of it or like some like, you know, whack ass thing, whatever. Like there has been so many hoaxes that like, why would you believe this mm -hmm. on the flip side of that? Like that David Grush guy, like it is very believable what he's saying. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I just think that I, and like, he's a very credible person. He's, you know, I, I totally I believe that what he's saying is true. I believe what, what he's saying, like, I, I, I would put weight into what he's saying. This guy, the Jaime Musan guy, like, uh -huh. <laughs> like, you know, I've known about this guy for a long time because he shows up on, like, every, like, Mexican TV show and, like, he talks about, like, wackadoo shit all the time and he mm -hmm. believes in everything. And, like, to me, it's, like, you can't be like that. You have to, like, still, like, like, approach things with caution and still still like have skepticism you can't just run into everything and believe that everything you find is a fucking mummy that was found in the desert and this is the this is the missing link kind of bullshit correct yeah so yeah it, it sucks because like it it does push the field goal back <laughs> a little bit on this 
um, because he is he is now attaching this to you know the Nazca lines and whatnot, right? And like that's the whole point of this episode, yeah. right? And I mean, for all we know, like there is no definite answer to why you know the Nazca people created those lines. There is no answer to you know the reason that they did that. Um, but it does hurt the the theory that it could be their way of trying to communicate with aliens or whatever, right? Because it's just like, oh, you're going to go down that path? Okay, I'm not listening to you anymore, right? And I think that's a really dangerous um, position that Jaime and his people have put, you know, this story in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I I, I agree with you on that, that, that they're they're doing a lot of harm. They're basically turning this into a joke that they've set the UFO community back a few years. And it felt like we were moving towards, towards progress with having these congressional hearings, mm-hmm. but I don't know it, it. um, But, you know, for all we know, those aliens are fucking real and that's what, what they look like. So <laughs> they just have uh, non, non-functional um, <laughs> body parts and shit. Yeah. I mean, for, you know, it's, it's really tough because it's like, what do we expect aliens to look like? We like, you know, when they found a platypus for the first time, people thought, it was fucking sewed together. They didn't think it was a real thing. They thought they just yeah. sewed a bunch of animal parts together and it took them a while till they found one alive that they're like, Oh shit, this is a real it's animal. Real. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean like not everything like, you know, what if they look like jellyfish and we're like, how come they don't look like us? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, we don't, I mean, as far as the non-functional thing or whatever, like I don't put that much weight into it, but I do put weight into the fact that one of these things, they look stiff as a board. Like they look like somebody's like high school project of like, Hey, make something that looks like an alien. And like, I don't know, this Jaime Masson guy, like will fucking buy anything. So yeah, he's a goof. I don't put much weight into to what he says, but I don't know, dude, there was a, there was a report of like these like flying witches in Mexico at one point. And he I was remember all, this. Yeah. He was all in on it. He was like, Oh Yeah. It reminds They're, me of the they might chup- be witches, but they also might be aliens. Oh god. It reminds me of like the Chupacabra. Remember when we covered that? Like where all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden like that became an alien and like in reality it was probably just a dog with mange. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well sounds like uh we're wrapping up on that. <laughs> yeah, I think uh for the most part, I'll be honest with you, like there's not a lot as far as the Nazca lines. I do think that they're like, you know, it's beautiful. I'd like to check them out one day. I'd like to mm-hmm. take a plane ride over them because it, it is a really beautiful thing that that humans created at one point. I agree. Um, but um, but as far as like what what's out there, I don't think that there's much mysticism to it. Like I think it's partly artwork and partly trying to communicate to whatever a higher power is to you and and, and mm-hmm. you know, different people create different things, you know. Yeah. Why did the Egyptians create pyramids. Why did the Aztecs create pyramids? Like different people will create them differently, but they're definitely attention grabbers. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, whatever it is, I mean, I'm glad it does exist. Um, it's interesting. It's beautiful. Uh, all of those things. So, um, that's it. Art, do you got anything else? No, that's it. Tell your mommy a boo boo too. Shout out to Jack Michelle, to Warren. Shout out to Hondra. Um, you know, check out the Patreon. That Patreon is dedicated to you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> at least half of it was. Yeah. If you guys have any questions, submit them. We'll, yeah, at least sum- submit them. We'll answer them on the Patreon. There you go. Uh, so speaking of which, guys, if you have anything to add 
or if you want to submit any questions or anything like that, uh, guys, hit us up on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter. We are at Art and Jacob Do A1 because goddamn son, that's just how a steak is done. So if you're sitting there, you know, about to partake in a nice meal, you want to invite your stiff as a board, you know, gingerbread man, alien friends over, or you just want to eat those gingerbread man aliens or whatnot, right? <laughs> just slap a little A1 sauce on there, right? And that is a free plug. But anyways, guys, hit us up on all the social medias. Uh, if you want to support this podcast in any way, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Art and Jacob Do America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. And nine times out of 10, those episodes that you're hearing over there on the Patreon are better than the actual episode that you're hearing today for free. So uh, this week is no exclusion. Uh, we kind of have a back and forth with one of our number one fans, right? Uh, one of our um, longest timedest patrons, Alejandra, uh, where we talk about the whole Ashton Kutcher, uh, Danny Masterson, Mila Kunitz situation and whatnot, right? We kind of have, it's kind of like a bleed over from last week or whatever, right? So. Uh, hit us up on on the Patreon to listen to that episode over there. Uh, if you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend hitting, hitting us up on the website, rnjacobdoamerica.com. Uh, follow the merch links uh, where we currently have four designs up there. And it's not so much to help us monetarily as we probably see a couple of cents from every purchase over there, but it's more or less uh, to help promote this podcast. So if you take a plane ride over to Peru and you know, you're flying over to Nazca lines, or let's say you're dumped out in the Nazca desert or whatever right maybe those aliens will see our t-shirts maybe they want to communicate with us guys uh wear our jacob do america t-shirt promotes this podcast because you are a walking billboard if you will uh if you want to hear other great podcasts guys i highly recommend hanging on over to podbelly.com where we are official members of the podbelly network uh, so check out other great podcasts such as the great powerful sofa king podcast where they have also covered the Nazca lines right kind of recommend heading uh fast forward maybe like 15 20 minutes into the episode because they don't they don't start the actual episode until that point but nevertheless once they hit the topic they knock it out of the park so check them out as well as hillbilly horror stories in robots ride but with that said art i'm done dude i'm done dude have a good weekend i'll see you next week there you go so or whatever <laughs> <laughs> everybody put your hands together and pray hopefully art doesn't have covid or any other fucking disease or whatever right so we'll be back in the studio hopefully next week but with that said guys goodbye and good night good night